0: So we are officially live right now, yes? Um
1: momento. Let me click into the live on Facebook. Hopefully it's up. please tell me you're working. Oh yeah, okay, here we go. So um, aha, okay. We are in! We are live! Hold on, I'm gonna put the dogs out because they're bugging the kitten.
0: Okay, well while you do that I'll say hello everyone and welcome to Key Talk! Go, go, go! Good morning! Um, Megan's putting her dogs out of her office right now and I am just starting the day and we both have been having uh, fibro flares from just the weather over here has been extreme and when we have extreme wow. weather people with fibromyalgia get affected because we can't um, regulate our body temperature so it's it's much harder on That's us. <laughs> It is pajama day. Well, for me, it's comfy clothes day. And when I'm feeling really down, I wear yellow because yellow is my happy color. Yeah. So that's why I'm wearing my yellow shirt today to, to feel good because my body's a little achy and hurty, And um, so, you know, that old saying, if you don't listen to your body and rest, your body's going to make you rest.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah very forcefully these are um these are actually some pajamas that my mom gave me because after surgery my my pajamas don't fit anymore
0: <laughs> isn't that nice,
1: <sighs> uh, nice so yeah, nice. i'm like what i'm wearing a medium you gotta be kidding me this isn't reality
0: <laughs> right You know what, we should talk on that too, at some point, because, you know, after a shamanic initiation, when someone becomes a healer, their body, actually there's proof that their body becomes lighter, their whole body becomes lighter. So not only because you had a surgery, but also the molecules in your body are actually getting lighter. Our DNA is proven that our DNA, after it's activated, okay, if you will, it, it, changes it's been and a whole system reset that
1: is no lie like i had that surgery and boom <laughs> i was like well let's
0: talk about that megan though you didn't just have the surgery in a short span of time you lost your grandfather who was like a father figure to you On the and a very
1: 7th of january i believe after um spending the the week there um with my grandpa as he was getting ready to to pass and and preparing him to to pass over yeah
0: and right before um he passed and he went on hospice i recall you and i were at my house and i got a prompt from the angels to activate your reiki Mm-hmm. and so i activated the day before feet.
1: literally the day before i got the phone call from my brother hey grandpa's not doing good you better get down here and i was like oh okay
0: uh, right, right. And, yeah. you know." And I, was remember doing, I remember doing the symbol of the choco ray on you and and feeling it amp up your uh reiki charge as it were mm-hmm. And I, I remember then you telling me the very next day, I have to go to grandpa. Mm-hmm. He's passing away. I need to go sit with him. And it was, it was divine, you know, the timing as it always is.
1: Oh yeah. And,
0: but, <sighs> but that's a, getting a Reiki activation and choosing the path of, of um, allowing spirit to work through you as a vessel is a shamanic activation of sorts, and when that happens, the body does get lighter. And um, I have proof. Like when uh, I have I have friends who work in the sciences who have proof of quantum theory and quantum uh, physics that prove that when you've gone through this, it changes your DNA my hair changed.
1: My body changed. It. it was a lot straighter. It was a lot straighter. It was not as curly as it is now.
0: Right. Right. It was a lot straighter. It was longer. It was heavier. And now it's like lighter and it actually like feels different. Mm-hmm. And my body feels different. It's, it's had a whole different change. It needs different things now. Um, it's quite interesting. Uh, I was able to go off of medications and I don't suggest that for anyone, like talk to your medical doctor. Don't listen to me about taking yourself off medications. However, for me, it was something that I did because I chose to devote my life to the path. Mm -hmm. So my whole life is that, and when you do that, something magical takes over that, you just allow it to work you, the energies to work you. Mm. And um it's a whole different thing. And that's why I went off my medications because I didn't need them anymore. Mm. Because my life is this work. Um I I take mostly
1: I take mostly vitamin supplements because my body, even since I was a little girl always been very, very sensitive to like prescription medications. Like I, I just like, I have big reactions to them. I, I only have three prescriptions that I take, uh, two two drugs for fibromyalgia and then an anti, uh, anti-seizure. So mm-hmm. for muscle spasms that I get.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> and see, those are lovely, but I took myself off of those just yes. because. For me and for what I'm doing, it interrupts my healing ability of others. So that's why I devote myself to to it in in that way. And in fact, guys, okay, so I have a little announcement. We're gonna talk about all the things we're doing. Really? Um since <laughs> today we don't have a topic. In fact, the topic's just us, it's everybody. just us chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. There's no script. This is your only warning. <laughs> Yeah, warning—they're unsupervised. They have no structure. <laughs> um, but guys, so I will be in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, um, October fifth through tenth, and I will be offering um quantum healing sessions in person, um at a private practice in Philadelphia. So. If you're in the Philadelphia area and you can make the trek, please come on down and make an appointment with me. Contact me on any of my socials and um, I would be happy to quantumly heal you in, on the East Coast when I'm over there. Um, I already have a couple clients set up um, for while I'm over there, but I have some more room to fit people in. So if you haven't experienced me, but you know, somebody who has asked them about it, quantum healing is no joke. Um, it's an amazing, amazing healing modality that changes lives. And, um, I don't say that lightly. So come on down. And also Megan and I are working on several things, really. Oh, we've got so many projects going <laughs> <laughs> we are, We are busy people. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we are. Um, in our community, we're, um, so here in Fresno, uh, California, we have art hop every first Thursday of the month. Mm. Um, so I'm working on having a community witchy collective, here in the fresno clovis area um megan's actually up in northern california but i'm down here so we do as much as we can connecting back and forth and um she will be joining me a couple times when we do our art hops Mm -hmm. Um, and at art hop we have a whole booth of things that we have made things that we sell and our readings so we offer our readings on the street with us um, and we also invite our our sisters who also practice to come out because we need more um representation in the community we need more uh visibility in the community Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's no, there's no bad, wicked witch connotation with this. When I say witchy collective, I mean
1: healers. Yeah. And all of us have our own modalities that we work through. Like I do, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to do life coaching and, and, and Reiki, but, and there's, um, you know, circle of friends. we have teachers, we have,
0: um, um I apologize my dog is protected. Our, our castle apparently winners. Whitney, honey, who's upsetting you, baby? Is it the, is it the mailman? It is. It's mailman. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like the mailman for some reason. She's not that's about
1: that's Mine or don't either. I
0: um, like she's not okay with these people. She's like, who are you, and why are you near my mommy?
1: Yeah, that's so funny. So, so Mine do the it. same thing. They're, they're she's super, a personality. Territorial.
0: <laughs> she's a personality plus kind of dog. <laughs> that's the only kind of animal
1: I get, honestly. I, I mean, if like I
0: look back at my pet I, I You know, I apologize. I don't know. She's just losing it. So, guys, I'm going to pause for one second while Megan tells you what she's doing. <sighs>
1: Ah, okay. So on my end, I am um getting ready to piece together um all the the well pieces that I'm putting together um for my coaching business, and I'm hoping to start um hoping to start taking clients uh within the next several um, months. I have a um. Waiting list of um, of friends and family that it, that uh, have, have volunteered to be my my first clients. <laughs> it's gonna be fun, and um, and I, I'm I'm just gonna be doing online for a while because the house that we live in right now is is super tiny. But we're also in the middle of getting ready to move to um, northeastern New Mexico. So, um, once we get down there and, and we get our house, uh, set up, then I want to take, um, in-person clients as well from the, from the local area. And I'm actually like, I'm super nervous, but I'm really excited about that idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's going to be great.
1: hmm Yeah. I, am really excited because I, 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 I'm in like super introvert unless like you're one of my people, <laughs> but I do very much like you know meeting new people and learning about other people and and I uh, you know so yeah I'm, I'm excited I, I like it that's something that I enjoy and then um, and then hopefully hopefully by the time we get down there I'll, I'll be ready to take uh, Reiki clients as well I have an entire Pinterest board for for what I want my office to look like so <laughs> I'm, not, Don't we
0: I'm pre all... nesting. <laughs> You know what though? I have to say Pinterest boards are great for manifesting. And I know that sounds super basic white girl of me right now guys, no, it's
1: dream boards or goal boards, the, the visual is is a motivation on so many levels. Well, what I
0: like to say is if you're going to birth something into existence, mm-hmm. you need to know what you want it to look like what you want it to feel like and even give it a music playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, because it helps it create space in your life and also if you already act like the thing is there in your life it's going to show up.
1: Well, and, it, and you know me I create playlists for every aspect of my life. So.
0: <laughs> yep. And you know what, today we didn't even hug ourselves yet. I just noticed in fact, that I was in fact, I have,
1: a, I have a playlist for my business. It's in my link tree, go check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, do it guys, it's yeah. good. So like, since we're sitting here, I want to um, lead everybody through a self hug because um, we usually do that every tea talk and I had forgotten because my dog went psycho. So. <laughs> well,
1: that. And both of us are struggling cognitively because we're both coming out of fibro crashes and like, I don't know about you, but multiple PTSD events from the course of the last couple of weeks. So yeah, it takes a while for all the wires to reconnect.
0: (laughs) It absolutely
1: does. no script.
0: The script is what saves our lives. It does, it does, we get fibro So guys, what I want you to do is just wrap your arms around yourself right now and take a deep breath. Maybe one more. Yeah, one more. Real deep this time, guys. Hold it and then release. Oh, that was a good one. I felt that. And just tell yourself, so, I love you." I'm so thankful I have this vessel to carry me through today. My- and that's one of the uh, Reiki um, sayings: "Is just for today." I love myself. Mm. So just for today, love yourself and give yourself space. And that's the thing that Megan and I are talking on and speaking on um, as far as our flares, because a fibro flare basically is your body telling you, bitch, you better slow down. (laughs) And that's putting it nicely. Yeah, because if you don't, we're going to crash bad. (laughs) Uh, because people who have uh, fibromyalgia their body is always in hyper awareness Mm -hmm. and that's kind of that chronic illness um, PTSD uh, chicken and egg which came first kind of situation which we will be discussing on another podcast in fact probably next week we'll be
1: discussing the body
0: connection with ptsd the body mind connection and how it affects us physically um from having ptsd and cptsd
1: well and um, we've done a lot of research on it on top of our individual and personal experiences with it so we're going to be diving deep on it it should be i'm excited I, i'm like geeking out already i'm like oh look at all the
0: connections i've made <laughs> Absolutely. And also it's, it's wonderful because this is totally my wheelhouse for me, because I do a lot of the body and spiritual work, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I just learned, um, some great somatic exercises that I'll share in that podcast about, um, how to relax your root chakra and your hips. And because we carry trauma a lot in our hips and our pelvic floor,
1: my knees and, give out on me constantly
0: yes the knees also we carry trauma in the knees and um actually that's a lot of childhood trauma when you have pain in the knees um that's where we store it um mine is in my back because i literally think the the phrase i'm carrying everyone and when that happens yes. i feel it in my back and as a mama And, and, you know, partner and animal mama, like my job is to carry the people in my home, you know?
1: Yeah. The responsibility is always there.
0: Right. So I feel it physically. And when we feel those things physically, there are so many things that we can do that we'll talk about next week, all the different modalities, Um, because God wants you to take care of your vessel um and it could be any god that you choose it doesn't have to be the christian god it doesn't have to be you know a different kind of god it can be your god your connection to divinity your connection to source but source loves you and wants you to take care of your vessel Mm -hmm. and that requires slowing down enough to pay attention to it
1: Mm -hmm. well and um yeah, taking care taking care of your body is is like hugely important. It, it houses your your spirit, and like that's what you are. So, and you know, while we're here, there's that really deep connection between body and spirit. So, the things that happen to us physically can can affect the 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 health of our spirit. In in the um in in my church, we have what we call the. The word of wisdom, which are, you know, guidelines for, you know, stay away from this stuff that causes health problems. Stay away from this, it, you know, um, do these things instead. And it's just, it, yeah, a lot of it is, is general, just physical, emotional, spiritual health.
0: Absolutely um, and then I'm gonna come in with my spiritual belief because that's your belief uh, from yours mm-hmm. mine's yes. a little bit different we believe um, that our body is inside the soul um, that the soul is much bigger and the body is the avatar here in mm-hmm. this reality like the body is the vessel so like in um, my studies and belief system were much bigger mm-hmm. and we drive this car around you know. And, um, this is so that we can experience the human Mm -hmm. because divinity wants us to experience the human for enlightenment, because this is the most humbling thing to be as a human. You know, we, we're we're in this body that ages and has it's a different functions, ride. huh? So it's a roller coaster ride, right? And and you know, <laughs> chronic illnesses and and regular illnesses and you know, mental all illnesses. the different things that happen to us. Mm-hmm. It's humbling. Yeah, yeah, um, and so for me personally fibromyalgia um feels like i'm walking through mud on the heavy hard days i'm walking through mud i'm thinking through mud um the cognitive abilities are slowed down Mm -hmm. the memory is is not good short-term memory is just gone on those days um i'll forget everything I have to do that day, if it's really, really bad. Um, Yesterday, I was unable to pay attention long enough to do my studies for uh, the body-mind connection. And there are days like that where that does happen. And I think it's very important to talk on it because people do see me as this healing powerhouse, you know, Mm -hmm. that just comes in and busts doors down and heals others But it takes a toll.
1: When we give of ourselves, it it does take a, a, a toll and we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and recharging and filling ourselves back up so that we can give again.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I can't give from an empty vessel. And so I have to allow God's love to work me And what that looks like for me on those slow days is listening to my body. I'm listening to spirit. Tell me, Hey, be kind to yourself. Love yourself where there's no race. We're not getting anywhere, guys. Where are we racing to the grave? We're here. We're here for this experience. So yesterday
1: that that, that applies in just about everything that we, do.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Work, kids, family, friends, interests yeah, all of it.
0: Yeah, make sure you're um, I remember talking to you yesterday, and mm-hmm. we do a good thing with each other where we give each other permission to heal, mm-hmm. we remind each other to give ourselves permission. Yeah. And yesterday we gave each other permission to not push so hard and force ourselves to have a topic because you know what, I'd love to be that woman that, you know, moisturizes her face at night, wakes up in the (laughs) morning and drinks a big glass of water, has her shit together, you know, and like that's not me and that's not anyone really if you see people like this who are like oh i'm a coach and i've got it together and this and that no 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 honey that's just what they're showing you mm-hmm. the real deal the real people are the ones like myself and megan who are like nope this is some days it's a shit show and it's okay here's Yesterday. what it looks like to be us <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> But, but yeah, it's, we'll it's Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. It's true, though. It's true. Like, you know, it's okay. We're not, we're not this manicured uh, uh, version of a healer. If you, you know, that's just not real. And if you want to go waste your money, like, go find a healer that's super polished, please. But if you want somebody who's the real deal, they're going to come to you like this. You know? Yeah we and and because we've been there and that's why we have the things the aches the pains the the trauma stored in our body that we're working on releasing you Mm -hmm. know the all these things because we walk the walk walk we've been in the shoes
1: yeah and also
0: that's say it (laughs) i i was i was i was
1: gonna say yeah i mean it's it's life experience on top of You know, learning and and education about various things that we've gone and and sought for ourselves and um it, it can be hard, I mean both of us, we have some we have some pretty lofty goals and we're perfectly capable of accomplishing them but. It, it just looks a little different because we have to manage things differently. Like, um, I described to my kids, you know, when I, my fibro symptoms, it's, it's like uh, being on that carnival ride, uh, Gravitron where, uh, you know, gravity is just, if it feels like it's pulling you into the ground, but the, the gravity is so much more than just fatigue. It's, it's full body pain that sometimes can take my my breath away and and if it's in my ribs I have a I struggle to breathe sometimes. Costochondritis. Yeah <laughs> and um and then um you know yeah I, I I can't think things through like I know in my head the information that I'm trying to get across but my ability to communicate it becomes severely impaired. Like I, I'll be talking to my husband, and I'm like, you know that that thing, and I and I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with words to describe it because I can't remember the word, even though I know that I know it. And so <laughs> it's like it's like Pictionary. He's trying to you know figure out, and he's pretty good at 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 um. Interpreting for me when I'm when I'm having a hard time, or I um or I start speak stutter, word? um have a, a hard time like just physically getting words out. And there's been times where I've been on the phone with my doctor, and they're doing the pre check in, and they're like, "What's your birthday again, hon?" And I'm like, "Uh, Scotty, mm-hmm. how old mm-hmm. are you?" You know. <laughs> I'm two years older. Okay, subtract two. This is my birth year, and check my phone for my birthday.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it ridiculous. No, it it does. I I lose whole names. Um, I I haven't. No, that's not true. I've lost my name before. Um, and yeah, I've done know, that too. It, yeah, and that's it's part of it. You know, um, and that's also a disassociative thing that happens when. Our body is in so much pain that, um, we can't think straight. So the brain starts to shut down certain cognitive abilities to go into survival mode and, um, it can be a lot. And I know a lot of um, people who come to me who do have fibromyalgia and I can lead them through exercises Mm -hmm. and different practices to get through the day, you know, just daily things. And I think it's so important when your healer or your counselor or your spiritual advisor or your life coach has walked the walk. You know, because compassion can only go so far if you haven't walked the walk. Mm -hmm. Well, and I I think that um
1: having like experienced like um, you know, okay, I'm really depressed today, what do I do? Like what 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 am I gonna do about it to to take care of myself? What are what are the steps? What are my options? You know, because those are things that I didn't used to know. I just stumbled through it until it ended or when I have a a panic attack or, or an anxiety attack or, or a really severe trigger that throws me back, uh, cognitively to, you know, like five, eight, 10 years old for a few minutes. And, And, um, you know, what do I do? What are the steps I can take? What are my options to deal with this? And I, and I do struggle with that when I'm sick I I, I I struggle with depression I struggle with anxiety and panic attacks and and um, I'll be laying in my chair because you know I'm pretty much immobile I get up to get myself something to eat or I, I get up to take care of other needs and you know I try to walk around the house as long as I'm up just to get movement and and exercise as, as long as I feel um. Well, I mean, capable of standing upright because <laughs> sometimes that's not an option. Um, and I'll and I'll have panic attacks because I'll I'll have flashbacks and and I I get scared and and defensive and it comes out as irritation because like what I'm experiencing is I'm too weak to fight right now. I'm too weak to protect myself if someone tries to hurt me.
0: That's yeah, the vulnerability. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a fight or flight thing that definitely happens in the body. And um, this is kind of interesting. When I first met my boyfriend, um, he and I live together now, but when I first met him, uh, he didn't know about that. And after I heal people, I shut down. Um, I go into cocoon mode, hibernation mode, and it leaves me very vulnerable. And, um, the first time he encountered that with me, I was like, oh no, I can't see you tonight. And he was like, what? And I said, no, I'm too vulnerable. It's me and my dog tonight. Cause my dog protects me, you know, and I didn't know him well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things where I was protecting the vessel because it had done the work and I needed to retreat and I mean, I, he, I healed about four people on Friday, which is a lot in one day. Mm-hmm. And um, over the weekend, I went about my business, but I could feel the draining coming because it, I had done all of that. But I was going on um, adrenaline a little bit because I was so stoked that I helped these people because let me tell you, there is nothing more rewarding to me than helping others. Like it, it is my life's blood, like to help others and ease their pain. Oh my gosh, like I'm living my dream, honestly. It's,
1: it's a very strong calling to me and, and um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm guided through it always. You know, I, I, I say I say a quick prayer I ask the spirit for guidance and like tell me what I need to say tell me what I need to do help me see what they need, you know, right. Um, but yeah that that calling is, is really strong and it, it, it was a choice that I made where, um, yeah, I've been through some horrible stuff but am, am I gonna am I gonna spend the rest of my life just lamenting that I experienced these things or am I gonna take what I've been through and 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 what I've learned and turn it around and and reach out to others who feel just as lost and hopeless as I did for, for right us. right and exactly. I retreat um, I retreat and step back from my husband um, like that a little bit too. I'm a lot better about feeling comfortable being vulnerable in, in front of him because, you know, when you're spend 30 years of your life, just making sure you're breathing by the time you go to bed at night, you know, right. Survival. Um, yeah. I, I I'm very independent. And so he, he gets um, frustrated with me because I'm, I'm so much of a, if it's gonna get done, I have to do it person because that's how I got through. And I, I don't, um, it's not my natural instinct to lean on him. I have to stop myself and like really calculate what I'm capable of doing on my own and then go to him to help me fill in the rest and and i mean we've been married it'll be uh five years in in february and i'm still working on. <laughs> i'm still working on. oh yeah
0: oh yeah but you know what also hyper independence is definitely a tell of uh, childhood trauma you know mm-hmm. and i have it too But, um, now that my partner and I live together, like it looks different now, like now I can go over to him and just melt in his arms and know that he has me and he protects me. Yeah. Um, but it took a little while to get there. Um, but then, you know, I didn't come down from those healings until Monday, yesterday Mm -hmm. and yesterday I slept a total of 12 hours. And then another two hour nap on top of that. Mm-hmm. And that's normally what it looks like for me after healing people. I have to sleep. I have to let my body regenerate. I need to let it do its thing because it carried somebody in the astral realm. You know, I'm going liminal with them, I'm taking them with me into this place that is not time or space, you know, it's just us healing with spirit and like on the outside it doesn't look like a lot but on the inside it is a lot and um my clients tell me they feel hot and cold sensations on their body while I'm working them they start Mm -hmm. to break out into a sweat they feel warm for a couple days but the pain starts to subside Mm -hmm. um sometimes they feel me right away aligning their chakras they feel me in their crown chakra a lot Cause I do a lot of unplugging mm-hmm. um, and getting everybody like more aligned with their natural uh, connection to source mm-hmm. um, because we all have it. And uh, so understanding that I'm this vessel for this, I respect the crap out of what my vessel requires now. Mm-hmm. And um. Anyone who has any kind of chronic illness, physical illness, should be doing the same anyway, mm-hmm. because your body got you through whatever it was—the thing that caused the the chronic illness. Your body got you through.
1: Yeah, I I think my big breakthrough moment—it um, was actually—and I'm I'm so happy for this. It was before I had surgery. I was able to look in the mirror and, and look at my body, which I've, I've always struggled with my, with my self image. Um, just, just because, um, you know, the violation that I experienced for so many years, I, I hated my body. I felt betrayed by it. I felt trapped in it. I felt, you know, and, in the last A year and a half I mean i've done a lot of um, shadow work and a lot of inner work and I I, I can honestly say i'm not the same person that I was even even a couple years ago and it's. it's really nice when 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 people tell me that they're like you're so different now like it's a good different but you're so different now and i'm like I know it's great, but I, I was able to look in the mirror. And I remember because I was you know I was getting ready to get in the shower and and um, you know normally I I, you know I I do a lot of mirror work, because I do get uncomfortable looking at myself. Oh Um, yeah yeah and and you know shower shower times are, are, are very vulnerable for me, because I was I was attacked in the shower, a couple of times and um. And, and so I was able to look in the mirror and, and not be afraid to stand there in, in front of myself and, and, um, it was just, uh, you know, I felt the spirit really strongly and just that warm blanket that, that wraps around you when, when he's there. And, um, I was able to look at my physical body and say, you have gotten me through so much. You have done so much and I love you for that, you know, and I like that, um, it was before surgery because, you know, I was, I was over 300 pounds. Then I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to to losing a hundred pounds already. And, um, I'm so proud of you. I know it's been, so great. it's been crazy. It, it's been crazy cool, but it's been, it's been crazy. But I was very appreciative that I was able to reach that point, um, before the big physical transformation, because even at my heaviest, I was able to look in the mirror and, and even at my sickest, I was able to look in the mirror and, and appreciate what my body had done for me and what it was going to continue to do for me. And and honestly, being able to do that before surgery really allowed me to look at this as something more akin to, this is how I'm repaying you. I'm gonna yeah. make you be healthier.
0: Yeah, yeah. For me, it was a health choice. Um, because honestly, as a big girl, I enjoyed it. I had no qualms about the way my body looked. I, I didn't give two craps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so I was like, "Put no, your clothes like, on, me. walk
1: out the door, and do what you got to yeah, do." Yeah, <laughs> whatever.
0: I'm a clown. Whatever. Um, but <laughs> I was I I had the harder time accepting the smaller body because I didn't identify with it. And like, I had to reframe it for myself and make it about health Mm -hmm. because for me, like there's not vanity here, except for I'm having fun dressing up the vessel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That part's fun. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's what I call my body all the time is the vessel because it is, it is, it's the vessel that I use to do what I do here on my path. And, um, I call it my temple to dress it up. And so I'm like, okay, I like this part of it. And like, I reframe that for myself. Like, look, Steph, it's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, the acceptance comes from me looking at my body and going, thank you. Thank you for getting me through. And I do that every day. I thank it, I'm like, thank you for getting me through. I love you. I appreciate you. I know you're working hard, mm-hmm. you know? I, I and call
1: mine, I call mine my temple and, and yeah, I, I thank it often or thank my body often for, you know, just being perseverant, man, <laughs> yeah. and, and, um, and, and giving me the, the, the gifts that, that it does. Cause I mean, I, I love being a woman. <laughs> I get to, create life and hold my children close and 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 provide for them and and nurture them and my body helps me with all that and that's one of the things that really fills my soul and and so yeah it it gives me the ability to hold my children to hug them to to stroke their face and brush their hair and 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 speak to them even so yeah it's when when you really start thinking about it from that aspect and I mean, it took me a really long time to get there because there were so many um, beliefs and and um, incorrect, programming and incorrect yeah. values that I that I had given to myself, you know, because of the things that I would experienced and and, and the, the meanings that I applied to them it took me a long time to get there, but when you're able to start looking at your body from from that aspect of look how much it does for me look what it gives me look what it allows me to do and experience and 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 have it it really is uh, you you get brand new lenses your whole perspective of things changes and it it it's 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 awesome it's it it's a total mindset shift
0: it really, it really, truly is. I agree with that, and I agree with you. Like, but I'm going to extend it to. I also love the fact that my body can keep up and and take care of my animal babies too, mm-hmm. because my babies are all over 18, so they all are able to do things for themselves. I still love being a mom, but yeah, like it looks different. Um, So I also have animal babies that like, I'm so thankful for and like, keep me moving and keep this body moving. And like, you know, those are things that I, I thank my body for too. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful. And, um, every day when, when you feel the pains of say chronic illness or, or, you know, just strife of trying to survive every day, you know, like the reframe of thanking and being grateful helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Like it's amazing what will happen if you feel yourself spiraling down because you're in so much pain and you start to victimize yourself like, Oh my God, this is so awful. And, and like you start to tell yourself stories because that's what our our brain does when our body's in pain, it tries to grasp at anything to make sense of why it's happening. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you don't you don't have to do that you can reframe Mm -hmm. and if you consistently reframe and i learned this
1: such a by reframing is such a vital skill i'm sorry right no i'm having a hard time with talking over today
0: (laughs) it's okay we're unscripted we're unscripted guys and we have brain fog (laughs) (laughs) but But honestly, like, that's another thing that I learned in therapy too. It's reframing your thought process because we, we can't expect our brains to change for us. It's just not going to happen. You have to make the choice to change your thought process. And, and it's hard at first. It takes a lot of discipline and it It does takes a lot of humble uh, approach because you can't come into it with ego and be like. Maybe you're not gonna change my mind. Everything's fine with my thought processes, but honestly, you gotta love yourself enough to say, okay, you know what, ego aside, I need to reframe my thoughts and be grateful and thankful. And one of those things that works is if you journal, which journaling is amazing, and I yeah. highly, highly recommend it to anybody who can do it, even if you just scribble down a little bit each day or whenever you feel like it, it helps.
1: We start doing your own on just daily skills like
0: that yes we should and um, start putting in your journal if you already journal start putting in your journal happy things too things that you're grateful for things that you're thankful for you don't have to be base it can be like hashtag blessed you know like I don't want to <laughs> hear that crap but like instead like i'm thankful i got up today and i had my iced coffee and i didn't have to uh you know like beat anybody up <laughs> i don't know like nobody was in my way and I didn't it's have to so important to do that because that's practicing
1: the reframing and like if you make it if you make journaling a habit always 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 bound balance it with you know get the stuff out of your chest that you need to get out of then go back and reread it, you know, once you get through the motions and kind of look at your perceptions and be like, is there anything here that I'm creating because of a belief system or a feeling or or an or a need that that is not being met or or a trigger that's coming into this that I'm not recognizing. And then you you start to recognize your patterns and you start to recognize yes. the things that you need to work on. And and because you're actively journaling it, you, you start recognizing it during the day. Because I don't know about you, but like I'm bebopping along through my day and I'm like, huh, this was cool. I should include this in tonight's entry, you know. Um
0: Oh, see, I don't even do that. I keep, um, I keep journals on me. I have like a total of five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just go back and forth between whichever one is near me at the time. I mean, it's very chaotic, but that's kind of my approach anyway to most things.
1: I have various journals too. I have them
0: for different focuses. Okay, see, of course you do because you're. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> organized whatever <laughs> but yeah um you start to recognize it and then you can actively
1: practice reframing and go okay you know what i did this but that's okay i need to work on it and here's what i'll start looking up you know like you can use it to goal set you can use it to reframe your thoughts and it, it it's an active practice and it, it makes a lot of it makes a lot of change i i, I don't think i've ever had a, a therapist Who hasn't encouraged me to journal and hasn't encouraged me to balance my journals with both positive and negative feedback to myself about how I experienced my day? And then they also encouraged me to go back and read from, you know, like two weeks ago, a month ago, three months ago, last year, and really evaluate, you know, how far you've come because it is like a track record of your own progress.
0: It is. It is. And you know what else though, for trauma survivors too, um, you know, what you guys, I kept journals while I was in, uh, my domestically violent marriage. And like, I look back now and I'm able to reframe a lot of entries and like put notes now and say, no, baby girl, like you, you were actually being gaslit or no, this is actually abuse. This is control tactics. Like I'm able to go back even gosh, five, six years, seven years, and look at my entries and be like, Oh, because it's so much easier for trauma survivors to blame themselves Mm. than to face the reality that this person put them through this against their will, because we all want to feel like we're powerful. We all want to feel like we're in control of things. Yeah. But honest to God, when you survived trauma, you weren't in charge. You weren't in charge of that. It wasn't your choice. It's that loss of control. You're always
1: seeking for what you can control to, to prove to yourself, I can control this. I can't control anything else. I can control this and that control becomes really important because it's safe when you're in control. I used to right. write fantasy fiction and that or I still write fantasy fiction and 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 that was the appeal for me was I get to control an entire world. I can't control my world, but I can control this world. And I right. I process my experiences through fictional characters.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's an excellent tool. Honestly. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're writing if you just write. Mm-hmm. Honestly, guys. Like you could chicken scratch it up in your journal. It doesn't matter. Like some of my writing when I'm very upset looks very erratic and a mess. <laughs> I can it. barely read it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like then I look back at it and perception is so great, guys, because I look back at it and I'm like. Oh yeah, like that was a false thought. Like that wasn't real. That was just what I felt in the moment, but it's really not like that. And as trauma survivors, we have a tendency to re-victimize ourselves. And so reframing is so important with that um, because we, we get so triggered and so hurt because it's like having a raw nerve and it just hits. And then you go all the way down, you know? And um, when we talk about the spiral like we do, I like to talk about it in this way. Every time you go down to the bottom of the well, every time you go down to the bottom of the spiral, you're getting more gold at the bottom. You're mining more diamonds because what happens is you get perspective. Like, oh yeah, I feel like crap here, but I can now see how this isn't about me or I didn't cause this to happen, but I'm having to deal with the repercussions now. You know, yes, this hurts, but it's not permanent. It's just for this moment there's so many perceptions and and perspectives that we can have in the spiral mm-hmm. and that's why it's a spiral it's not linear you're not looking back at yourself you're looking to the side going, oh wait, I'm going through this again, but now I have this different perspective. I have this different approach. I have these tools in my tool belt Mm -hmm. and I'm able to pull myself up much easier now because I have love, self-love and self-forgiveness and understanding of what truly happened to what I truly survived. Mm -hmm. And I think even just self-love and self-forgiveness is such a huge tool that we underestimate. And need to bring with us everywhere we go.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an important distinction to point out is that healing, and it doesn't matter what you're healing, it doesn't matter what you're focusing on or what growth you're seeking after, it's not going to be a linear path. It's erratic it's like a bolt of lightning there's pathways that branch off and you get to the end and you realize oh crap i got to go back and backtrack and and we talk about the spiral because um it, it's it's our description of our, like how we experience de- depression like we that's what we've called it for a long time in our conversations with each other is the the dark spiral because you're going back around and around around to all of these triggers and challenges and things that you're still working through and still resolving and it's like being flushed down a toilet <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah or i i uh, the, the image that always comes to mind for me is just sinking down into the ocean because you know you get that kind of spiral motion from from the currents or a, a winding staircase and um
0: But like for me, me. I can't do the ocean, Meg, because the ocean's my healing place. Like I love the ocean so much. I can't do that. Um for me it's a well. I just Mm -hmm. imagine like a dark well Mm -hmm. that like you know, there's no way to get out, but you're you're retraining your brain, you know.
1: A well's a good way to put it. The ocean is my safe place too, but typically when I'm picturing that, it's like a storm hurricane like conditions and it's it's not I I, you know it that's not threatening to me to me that that's just um symbolism for how it feels when I'm going through that because I've always described it as a storm Mm -hmm. Um, since I was a little girl it's a storm it's a storm it's a storm I don't know how to control it's a storm I don't know what to do with you know um, mm-hmm. But when, when you finally do, you know, hit the soil at the bottom, you know, you can either stay there or let all the untruths be ripped away and really see yourself and be like, okay, now what do I do? I gotta go.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it's, it's mm. that process before you get to the point of okay,
0: I need to act on this. Right. And it's also, we should talk about, um, I know we probably touched upon it before, but um, not symbiosis. See guys, this is like, usually I'm really good with the words, but today I don't have um, them. Co-regulation. There we go. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That you inter- and I do,
1: thing we were talking about yesterday. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you and I do a lot of co-regulation with each other, but we also do that with our partners. Mm-hmm. And um you know, uh healing isn't a do it by yourself thing. I mean, some of it is, some of it's making choices for yourself,
1: yeah. but
0: the, the other part is also learning how to co-regulate with the people that you live with and that you live your daily life with and um and
1: and learning that that difference between interdependence and codependence
0: yes yes and there's a huge difference guys because i know we hear about codependency all the time i mean it's a big hype word right but like codependency doesn't feel good it feels like a cage Mm -hmm. um it feels like um, sludge almost, I want to say inside your body. Um, you'll know it when you feel it, like you'll feel like, oh, I can't do this without this person. Well, why not? Hmm. Why can't you? What's, what's the narrative there? You know, we have to examine the stories we tell ourselves. Um, for instance, um, with a past partner of mine that was abusive. Um, I, wasn't allowed to do things by myself. And I use the quotes because, um, obviously I'm a free person and can do what I want, but I was compromising and codependent because I allowed him to give me edicts about my life. Um, when you're in a healthy relationship with interdependence, you both have your basic human rights and freedoms and you have trust Mm -hmm. for each other and how each other move about in the world
1: yeah
0: and that's what I have in the partnership I have now and like we check in with each other you know like how are you doing what are you doing you know but it's never no you can't do that yeah it's never that kind of relationship it's I trust you I know how you move about in this world and it's okay And like, there would be moments though. And there are moments where it's like, I'm having a bad day. I can't do this right now. I can't person right now, babe. And like, when we talk like that, we know what each other needs, Mm -hmm. but we aren't harming ourselves to help each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, learn your love languages too and, and learn each other's love languages because understanding how that person is is trying to connect and bond with you helps with with misunderstandings and expressing like what you what you do need like my my husband is um very much a um physical affection um person and also a um you know let's go out and do stuff together. Um, I am, I'm physical touch too, but one of my primary, um, one of my, my primary love languages is acts of service. And so, um, you know, I, I had to, I, I had to learn how to communicate with him and go, I, I love going places. I love going and having adventures. You're you're checking off my bucket list. You're you're taking me to places I've never been. You're you're broadening my horizons. You're you're opening, it, opening me up to a whole new world that I didn't know I could experience before. But what would make me really feel loved right now is if you helped me with the dishes or can you take a turn to cook dinner tonight because I can't do it? Or um I really need help you know mopping the floors this weekend or or getting through the laundry and and he will and um you know it's hard because uh he's he's a he's a commercial driver and so he's gone uh monday through friday and um you know i I run the roost (laughs) while he's on the road but i mean that's okay because i i know how to do that um and when he comes home it's it's tap out i got it babe you know so he he, and i get to you know step away on the weekends and go sit outside on my own for longer without 15 questions hey mom when are you coming in you know (laughs) i'll be there in a minute give me five more minutes you know um or 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 helping me out especially when when i'm in flare and i've even had to And, and I love it when my husband comes up and he strokes my hair and he, and he puts his hand on my shoulder, he rubs my arm. But, um, you know, particularly when, when my, my nerves are, are, are really sensitive and because I feel so vulnerable when I'm really fatigued, I've had to learn that he's not going to get mad at me if I say, honey, I, I love it when you touch me, but that just doesn't feel good right now.
0: Right. And he'll, right. Go, mm, and that's-
1: okay. You know, he'll, he'll playfully pout at me a little bit and go, no problem. What, you know, do you need something? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I just, you know, bubble. And he's like, got it. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the wonderful thing. Body autonomy, being able to say, no, I'm not okay with being touched right now. And it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And that's a healthy partnership when they cannot take it personal and understand that your words mean your words, you know, what you're saying, you mean what you say. Mm -hmm. They they understand and respect and give reverence to what you're saying. You know, Mm -hmm. because that's huge in a relationship.
1: Yeah. And another amazing thing that he does for me is, you know, sometimes when we're spending time together, I I, I have panic attacks from a from a from a smell, from, from an action, from from a specific kind of touch. And, and there's been times where I've fallen apart and, and had just a, an immediate couldn't stop it, didn't see it coming panic attack because of that that vulnerability and, and the violations that I've experienced. And and he's he's really learned to and, and he actively like he would ask, he went out and learned about it. He asked questions, you know, what do I do when she's doing this because this is a symptom and and he, he's been amazing about it and. And, and so he, he's able to, you know, do you want me to touch you right now? Do you don't want me to touch you right now? And I'm like, you know, don't, no, 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 don't, 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 don't touch or, or, you know, you know, I, I want you to touch just, just not that way. And he'll either, you know, hold me if I need it or just sec, sit next to me if I need it. And and he just talks really softly to me, you know, you're safe. It's 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 okay. You have a right to say you don't want to be touched. You have a right to say, you know, and I, I'm always gonna respect that. I'm here. And and that's an amazing gift that he's and that's that he's co-regulation. Given yes.
0: That's co-regulation, that's respect of each other's spaces, bodies, uh, sovereignty, and 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 complete and utter trust
1: and he lets me talk about it he lets me talk about it if i'm having a hard time during the week and i'm just falling apart i can call him even when he's on the road and say babe i'm i'm, I'm stuck in this and i can't get myself out and and he'll talk me to it or in those moments where where i've had a complete and total meltdown he you know he goes what what it, what was it you know what what triggered you what did you see what did you smell what did, what did you hear let's talk about it and i'm able to go it with it was it was you know the, the 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 sound of the laugh in 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 this moment or the or the sharpness uh-huh. of, of this smell or the feel of this um you know touching touching my body in, in in this way and it made me think of this and right it was like i was there all over again and, and he'll ask me questions, you know, like what happened, how did that feel like, what can I do for you and 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 um, yeah it's it, when you're able to learn how to do that with each other and it takes time. But it's incredibly helpful, especially when both partners have PTSD and domestic abuse issues, which both of us do. And so, you know, we'll trigger each other accidentally and, we, and, and we've had to learn to, to, to be there for each other, to, to get each other through it. And it's been hard. But honestly, I think that's one of the things that's drawn us the closest together and really cemented like our, our bond with each other. Like we're partners in every way, even in our pain for better or for worse. And, and he's become my, my best friend, my confidant. And that's the way it's supposed to be.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and I think we should also touch on co-regulation on another episode too, because I really feel that that's something that needs to be shed some light on because in our society of um radical independence and people saying oh you don't need anybody you don't need we do need each other just in it it doesn't look the same as as in the media and how society portrays it like we you know there's healthy relationships hi baby um uh, this is my kitty Hades. hi Hades. <laughs> um, he's coming to hang. It. Oh, you're gonna sit on the laptop. Of course you are. Cat's so.
1: been sleeping on my keyboard, so you know.
0: <laughs> Cats. I'm actually gonna go get another one today. That hey, like, I've finally gonna... gotten the
1: stereotypical cat. Oh, and now she's knocking stuff over on my desk.
0: <laughs> well, then there you go. She's fulfilling her role, mom. She is. She's
1: helping. She's yeah, I, I, do believe, I do believe I do believe that we planned to cover um, co-regulation and interdependence in next in next week's episode. We were we were outlining for this next episode guys but we just realized that there's so much to it that's so important we're like we need we need more time to like we need to give it the amount of research yeah yeah
0: that it deserves Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because you know what the body mind connection and the connection of trauma to chronic illness is huge and it covers such a vast field Field of knowledge and also uh, experience and different people with different experiences and it's just a whole thing so we really felt like we needed to give it the time especially when yesterday we both had fibro fog and we're going Ugh. after like you, two hours of trying
1: to trudge through it we were like we give up we're done for today
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we both were like okay you know what no we're not gonna force this and guys that's a big thing in energetics don't force it don't yeah. force it if you don't have to grasp. force it it's not energetically true don't worry about it
1: don't grasp yeah you know? big one for me is is grasping and it, it's that it's that vulnerability control reflex
0: yeah yeah so you're gonna pull a card right
1: yeah i'm gonna pull a card and then you can do a satnam because you know we may not have a script but let's stick to our routines people <laughs> Routines are good. <laughs> routines are important. Self care, awareness, uh, mindfulness. There's the word. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, one, one, one more shuffle because I've been playing with this more than paying attention to it. Okay. No, not for you.
0: Apparently there's hammering happening in my house. I don't know why. So, I'm going to put myself on mute. I have children. They're they're just doing their thing.
1: I blame our son. It's all his fault. <laughs> all right. So, today this is this is a good one. I choose to transform my life resolving past issues with strength, courage, and willpower. I love that. I like that one too. It's kind of the underlying current of, of our just chit chat today. <laughs> Appropriate. I approve.
0: So, guys, as you can see, I have the most insane house, even when I'm recording <laughs> Do you not see my my eclectic collection back here and the cats and the
1: dogs and the it's cool that's life
0: <laughs> yeah i have cats and dogs and children and mm-hmm. and doorbells ringing and hammering and people with appointments and going and getting a cat today like this is my chaos realm here but but it's good chaos well that's why we do
1: this in the morning because if we did it in the afternoon my twins would be banging at the door going Mom!
0: <laughs> i'd be like five minutes <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i get it i get it uh minor, minor my my twins are 23 and they're still up to here with hijinks like it's never gonna end
1: that would <laughs> love- they'd come in here and take over and our phone conversation would be over and it would be their tea talk <laughs>
0: right right you know what though i think liam and nila would do well <laughs> they, we,
1: if if uh we, we've been working on tones of voice lately so if they were able to maintain uh, a tone of voice and and kind comments to each other they would do awesome honestly right that might actually be fun because my kids get Pretty deep, like. You know what? We might have to do like, a holiday <laughs>
0: episode. Yeah, we might have to do a holiday episode with our twins or something. They just have all the twins on and just be like, "Okay, everybody, this is this is the chaos, the holiday edition. Here's the kids. This is the
1: crew." Yeah, I've been posting uh, Disneyland videos on on Facebook. We are awesome time.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. Okay, and my dog's barking again. So okay. I love you guys namaste and i'm going to close us with a Nam real quick just uh, <gasps> nam. thank you everyone i'm going to go to my chaos realm now
1: <laughs> all right we will be back next
0: week with the connection between
1: ptsd and chronic illness as always if you have any comments or questions throw it down for us we'll get back to you and answer um i'll have our website information up in a little bit and um and i hope you
0: join us next week we'll catch you later